Welcome, folks. Do you know what today is? Or Sunday. Or what tomorrow is? Or uh, in the audience perspective, I suppose two days ago is. Yeah. When by the time you'll be hearing this, Lexi will have been twenty-nine for two whole days. Yeah. Wild. Just staring down the barrel of 30. Mm -hmm. Just looking it right in the eyes, not even flinching. We all wish we could be so brave. Honestly, I'm excited for it. I have, like, come around the bend on the idea of me aging. Um, I'm I'm ready. I'm ready to be a MILF. Um... (laughs) (laughs) I guess that's the trade-off, huh? In order to... to achieve milf status one does have to age mm-hmm it's true you go from you go from bimbo to milf and that's just the arc that we all follow <laughs> yeah for real um i i listen it has always Time. been it has always right. been my goal to uh look like jillian anderson so you know i might yeah, get there i think that might be everybody's goal you know what i mean <laughs> Even if you're like, you're more a fan of David Duchovny, which, you know, there are people out there that have that opinion. Mm -hmm. You'd still be like, which one would you rather look like? And you'd be like, okay, Jillian Anderson. (laughs) David Duchovny, a good looking man, has not aged as well as Jillian Anderson has. Yeah. Simply put. Simply put. put. How old is, how old is she? I wonder. How old is Jillian Anderson? She is 54. Wow. Wow, she looks really good for 54. I don't think 54, like, people that are 54 look all that old now. Mm-hmm. But I guess, I guess she is a, a movie star, huh? Mm-hmm. But that's, like, that's, like, around my dad's age. And she looks... Yeah. A lot better than perhaps my father. Well, this is. I feel like we're being unnecessarily unnecessarily harsh to your father. I I think your dad doing well. He's for himself. Yeah, he's doing well. He's he's. But you know he's doing pretty good. Just. But you know what I can't say about your father is that he co-starred with David Duchovny on the X Files. <laughs> I can't. I simply can't say that about him. Yeah. And that's not a knock against him. I think he brings he has a, a number of other good qualities. Mm-hmm. It's just that he was not one of the <laughs> leads on seminal television show The X Files. Or a a uh important special guest on Hannibal. Or uh had a recent career revival with the Netflix original show Sex Education. Or was in a an incredible revival of uh, Streetcar Named Desire. Or played Margaret Thatcher in The Crown. <laughs> None of those things are true of your father. None of those things are true of my father. 
But that's okay. We still think he's great. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do for your birthday? And I already know the answer, so this is more of me teeing up. Um, I am taking my friends who live near me and me. my fiance to That's not me. <laughs> to see Oppenheimer with me. Yes, because we all of ours seen Barbie. So, well, I don't think one of one of the party has seen Barbie yet. No, he's a coward. He's a coward. I'm gonna he's say seen, it. This this will this will be his third third viewing of Oppenheimer, but he didn't have time to see Barbie once. Yeah, unbelievable. Calling him unbelievable. out on the pod. He needs to see Barbie. <laughs> see Barbie. <laughs> I understand if it's like, I don't want to go by myself. You can find somebody to go. Yeah. He has a girlfriend. (laughs) This is all I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. Maybe she already went, though. Maybe she's like, I already saw it. I don't want to go again. But if I saw, if I had seen Barbie and my significant other was like, hey, we should go see Barbie again. I'd be like, yeah. Yeah. Yes. I'll see it again. Easy. Yeah. It's a great, let's, let's weep in a theater together, even though that movie is ostensibly not for me. Mm Mm-hmm. It's still and good. It's still it shouldn't be. It, it it's like unreasonably good. It has no right to be as good as it is, which seems mean of me to say, considering the cast and crew. But it is on this movie. But it is. But it is a movie about a doll from a big toy company who recently was like, "We should turn this into a cinematic universe." Like it doesn't. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't. It shouldn't be good. And you know what? I I do want to credit Greta uh, Gerwig for, like, pulling as hard as she could to make it not be a cinematic universe movie. It's just a Barbie movie. Yeah. No, that was correct. I think when they say cinematic universe, I hope, 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 they just mean Will Ferrell comes back as the CEO. And I'm (laughs) fine with that, actually. (laughs) You know, when he started... When he like first started doing his ceo thing in that movie i really really thought he was going to be more in the movie he was he was in very little of that movie actually yeah no he shows up a couple of times and every time you see him you're like oh okay i want to be annoyed by this character but actually i think it's just funny yeah like every time this is the problem (laughs) every time this is the problem (laughs) Every time he shows up, I'm like, oh, this is when this character is going to start grading on me. But every time, it's actually good. He doesn't. Here's here's the problem uh, with Will Ferrell, is that people keep giving him bad scripts. Mm -hmm. If you just gave him good comedic material, he can work with it. He's he's good, actually. Mm -hmm. Just because Step Brothers isn't my cup of tea doesn't mean that that script isn't good and he's doing well with it. You know who else is like this? Who else is like this? John C. Riley. John C. Riley. Yeah, that is true. John C. Riley is an interesting case because he can straddle both serious roles and comedic roles in a way that I don't think Yeah, Will uh, Will Farrell can. Will Farrell does not have the chops to be as serious as John C. Riley can get. Um like uh We've all seen Stranger Than Fiction, I believe. Uh, that that was a like darker comedy with Will, Will Ferrell, where he's a guy who who starts hearing the the narration of his story, and it's like a movie about like trying to uh, like 
it's an ex- existential crisis comedy trying uh, yeah. man tries to buck fate essentially god he looks young here yeah yeah that's fun um but no yeah barbie movie's good barbie uh, movie is very good they um, <laughs> Uh, they they did the proper thing when you have Charlie XCX uh, uh, providing a song for your uh, movie, which is use that song in a chase scene. <laughs> <laughs> that was correct. That was the correct decision. I thought the mu- music in this movie was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, utilized very well. And also, I have been I have been like trying to pitch people on it before this movie came out, uh, and I was like. No, you don't understand. Greta Gerwig, <laughs> director and writer of Little Women, Oscar winning, I believe, uh, Little Women, is directing Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling in what is probably the comedic performance of his career. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, remember... Which may or may not be true because The Nice Guys does exist, but it's it's up there. Yeah. People always forget that Ryan Gosling actually really likes to do comedies. Uh, and they yes. should let him do them more. They should. Stop casting him as the brooding hot guy. We know that he's funny. Drive is such a different movie if, <laughs> if Ryan Gosling's character was making jokes. Yeah. Um, anyway, this is this is all to say that I know what people want. Put me in the behind Greta Gerwig's director's chair. <laughs> I won't actually make any decisions for her, but I'll just be like, "No, she's right. Listen to her." <laughs> no, you you just you just want to be there to watch her work, like that, yeah, That's more of it. That's it. That really. when I say I want to be behind uh, Greta Gerwig's director's chair, I'm just sitting back there with a with a bucket of popcorn, baby. I bet it's fun. I bet that I bet it's a fun vibe on the studio set. Mm-hmm. Some people sound like a nightmare to work for, and I'm like, God, if I was directing a movie, I wouldn't. I simply couldn't be an asshole. I just don't know how you get to that point. Yeah. You you gotta you gotta have some like um control power complex, I I think. Yeah. Um w- well this is all to say that uh you and Barbie are moving forward in linear time now. Yes. Absolutely. Um For the better, we all agree. Yeah. Listen, you don't you don't wanna I do. I do not want to rem- <laughs> be unstuck in time. That is not a fun no, existence. Gosh, no. We've all been there. Yeah. Um. So, uh, with me moving forward in time, this podcast must also move forward as we continue watching My Hero Academia. You're listening to a study in Sakuga. I'm Lexi, your anime Sherlock, and I am Holden, your anime Watson. God, that was a buttery smooth transition oh my god we're getting so good at this and i okay i'll save this to the end of the episode it's about twitter so this doesn't really fit in right now Mm. we'll save it because i (laughs) the the titanic i was rearranging deck chairs on might have sank so i don't know Um, (laughs) anyway anyway uh, we are watching season three episode 45 what a twist which is uh, a terrible name for an episode. Yeah. It's pretty bad. Not good. Um, 
We're halfway through the attack right now, right? Yes. The the attack is still ongoing. Uh, we do a short little recap of where everyone is on the board. Uh, boy is running through the woods. Uh, mm-hmm. Mr. Compress has uh, Bakugo, and then we do our cool uh, speedball with uh, all three boys and Sue flinging them with her tongue. Yep, and yep. they arrive at the battle. Um, but we return with um, uh, cutting back to uh, Eraserhead, who is still with the uh, <sighs> other students who aren't like... Well, he comes back in, right? Because they're getting guarded. Yes. And uh, Dobby comes back in. Yes, and we get we get to see um, Vlad's power when... Like, Dobby comes in, Vlad immediately just grabs him and pins him to the wall with blood. With blood? He's got a blood power. Yeah. He looks he looks like a big buff vampire dude, but instead of taking other people's blood, his deal is that he can, like, solidify his own blood. And it's funny that his name is Vlad. Yeah. Now that you say that. I didn't put that together until right this minute. Um, <laughs> you... But this Dobby... You're telling me that this dude named Vlad, who has sharp, pointy teeth in uh-huh. his design, and you didn't, you didn't make the vampire connection? In my defense, this show does a thing all the time where they're like, this guy's name's Big Kitty Cat, and he looks like a big kitty cat, and then he's got, like, water powers or something, or he can jump really high. And you're like, okay, that's not cat <laughs> That's fair. That happens all the time in the show. So, yeah, forgive me for saying that Vlad, the vampire-looking guy, might not have blood powers. Maybe he's got super strength. I don't know. <laughs> um, Maybe his hair grows really long. I, I simply can't make a judgment call at this juncture. But Davi comes back in, and it's, again, he does this again. He comes into monologue, and it's a fake copy of him. Yeah, it's only a copy. He's here to psych everyone out, um, trying to get... Uh, all the students to leave uh, the place because you know their goal is to get more students um but it doesn't really work out because uh eraser here comes in to stop the monologuing and stomp him to goo he does turn to goo and they're like i think you got him eraser head and he's like no i don't they're like you're you're smushing that guy eraser head and they're like jesus christ man uh, he's he's doing the Isaac from Dead Space thing, just like really going uh, for it, stomping on skulls. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then he's like, "Oh, by the way, that guy was fake. You had no way to know that, but he was." Um, also, I have a small <laughs> child here. Also, I rescued I rescued this kid because Deku brought him to me. Um, please don't be tra- traumatized, Koda. I know it looks like I murdered that that teen, but he's fine, actually. Um, Meanwhile, Deku, being flung through the air, catches up to the villains uh, to Twice and... uh, What's her name? Uh, Toga. Toga, Twice, and Dobby. Mm -hmm. Along with Mr. Compress. Yes, it's uh, time for a little fight to... ensue uh toga is really happy to be (laughs) yes very excited to be uh, fighting uh deku excited's a better word than happy i would say yeah (laughs) 
until uh, Shoji steps in and she's like, ugh, buff guy. <laughs> she's like, not my type. I mean, okay. Deku is quite buff. Yeah, he's he's quite buff, but Shoji is, like, tall and, like, broad in a, a way that Deku is not. Yes. Although, I would say that the way that the dub has set it up is that she's more attracted to his character mm-hmm. than what he looks like at this point. Mm-hmm. If, if Shoji had done a selfless hero thing, Toko very well could have been like, mm, okay, all right. That's well, very fair. Yeah, <laughs> but she didn't because because not that so- Shoji's a bad guy. He just doesn't have the same pure heart as Deku. Yeah, um, Shoji reveals that uh, he has slightly pickpocketed two marbles from uh, Mister Compress's pocket. Um, <laughs> which is good for him. He's like, yeah, you're a magician, but I I did it. Yeah, I got him. I got him because I got I got. Remember all my arms? I I. I used real tiny ones to get inside your pockets and pickpocket you real quick. <laughs> um, and they turned to flee because they did it. Mm-hmm. He did a sleight of hand um, when the Nomu shows up. That's no this good. This one looks fucked. I don't like the look of this Nomu. It's yeah. Like motherfucker. It... And then Kurogiri's like, whoa, 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 hang on. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, uh, it... Uh, Kurogiri is like, all right, uh, mission uh, complete. Looks like it's time for all of us to go. Um, and uh, all of the kids are like, uh, we don't want to deal with Anomu and we're kind of boxed in now. And then Mr. Compress is like, oh, uh, did you think we would be sticking around? Guess what? I still have two marbles, dumbass. That is that the twist of the episode is that they stole the marbles back, but actually the marbles that they stole were just random bullshit instead of the children mm-hmm. that they were trying to get? Yeah. I believe okay. that is the twist. That happened so early in the episode for that to be the twist. We're eight minutes in. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, I love Mr. Compress because he's like, you were watching my hands when you should have been watching. <laughs> and then, like, takes his mask off and he's like, ha I was hiding them on my tongue. <laughs> what a guy. Um, what a guy. He, listen, if there's one thing I need for my villains, it's presentation. Mm-hmm. Also, okay. also, I love that he's wearing a mask, but he's just a dude under there. He's just a dude. He's just a dude. He gets it, okay? Mm-hmm. He knows that if you're going to be a villain, you've got to have the costume ready. Also, anyway, he's... also, he is wearing a balaclava under there, so you still don't know his identity, so he can yeah. take his mask off yeah. dramatically. It's good. It's good as hell. He did that specifically so that he could take his mask off strategically. Yeah. Um, well, he's he. they are not going to reach him in time as he sort of goes through a Kirogiri portal. Mm-hmm. Um, they just aren't going to get to him. But um, then... But who should appear is Aoyama. Mm-hmm. Blast him. Making up... Uh, blast him in the face, making Kirogiri spit out the two marbles, which compels uh, our boys to rush for them, only for Deku to be too critically injured to really do anything <laughs> and just, like, tumble along the floor. So really it is... just eats dirt. It's really up to Shoji and uh, Shigaraki to get uh, the marbles. 
Uh, Shoji gets one, but Shigaraki is blasted with the blue flame of Dobby, who says, uh, says, uh, Shigaraki's full name, I will mention. Like, you mean Todoroki? Todoroki, yes. We've been saying Shigaraki, but it is Todoroki. Yeah. Similar names to my brain. A lot of three-syllable names yeah. here. Um, yeah, Dobby seems to know Todoroki, huh? Okay. Putting some pieces together in my mind, I thought it was maybe just not that remarkable that two separate people had fire powers, but he seems like a failed, gen- or a failed eugenics child from Endeavor, now that you say it. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. A lot of family going on right now. Seems like... Seems like... That, uh... (laughs) Seems like a not good time for the Todoroki family. Seems bad. Anyway, they get Bakugo. Yeah. Well, yeah, the villains get Bakugo. Uh, are... Uh, the class gets, um, uh, God. Um, oh no. We can't both forget his name. Yeah. Kiriki. No. T or K? T. Oh no. Stop, uh, Tokoyami. Tokoyami. Stop using his first name. Nobody calls him that. Tokoyami. Yeah. They do get him back. Mm-hmm. He's like, <laughs> poor Tokoyami. Yeah, he's, he's had a, a rough day. Yeah, he's had a real rough day. He's he's like, thanks everyone for saving me from Dark Shadow. I'm sorry, I was such a problem for everyone. <laughs> Seems like I was a bad thing that happened to a lot of you. Sorry. <laughs> This was not a night of revelry in the dark. Um. Yeah, Deku is absolutely, uh, very, very upset by the fact that they lost Bakugo. Um. And then we cut to the uh, resolution of like the emergency response to uh, this whole situation. Yeah. They have a lot of people. <laughs> Getting all the people back up from the floor and bringing them back in. Mm-hmm. Got we, a whole bunch of, like, uh, water suppression uh, uh, airplanes to douse the wildfires. We get uh, exact numbers. Arre- arrest. Oh, go ahead. I don't know exact numbers. Uh, we get the exact numbers on, like, injured and... Uh, everything five were unconscious and in uh, serious condition from the gas uh 13 were unharmed 11 had major or minor injuries um three arrests uh one missing well uh bakugo missing a pro hero missing and uh, a pro hero in serious condition so It's, they got Moonfish, they got Mustard, and... Who's the third one? They uh, Muscular. The Lizard. The, the, oh, Muscular. Yeah. Didn't they get the Lizard guy, too? No. 
the fuck? I wonder if the guy was right there. Spinner, uh, Spinner escaped through a Dobby portal. No. Kurogiri. Kurogiri's portals. Yeah. Dobby. Ah! God damn it. <laughs> Dobby does the fire. There are so many fucking names in this goddamn show. <laughs> I know, there's so many. I can't believe I'm the one who's like, no. Not <laughs> not Shigaraki. It's Kurogiri. Or, or Todoroki. Ugh. I'm that guy. I'm that fucking dude right now. I've got it. I've got this fucking ensemble cast with 70 people in it. <laughs> anyway, uh, the next day, uh, the press wants answers from UA. This is a terrible look for UA. They basically were like, oh, these kids will be 100% be safe. And they were fucking not. Yeah. It seems like the goal of this attack was to give Bakugo, but more importantly, turn public opinion against the school. Yeah. Um, and, uh, as a, we get to a faculty, a faculty meeting going on, uh, we hear opinions from, uh, Lady Midnight, Snipe, uh, Present Mike, All Might, and the principal. The principal, who doesn't have a name, I guess? I, I, he has a, a cute name. I forget what it is right now. He's a, he's a little hey. rat dog bear man. Yeah, he's the hamster guy, yeah. Anyway, this is like, uh, they're having like a council meeting. This is like the Justice League is meeting. Mm-hmm. Um. Um, All Might is like, <laughs> All Might. It's like, this is my fault. I this and everybody's like, shut the fuck up, man. No, it wasn't. <laughs> I was I was having a bubble bath at the time. I was taking my therapist's advice and relaxing a bit. Look what happened. <gasps> this is why I can never relax. <laughs> Poor guy. Uh, and then Snipe points out, no, we were just so eager to do the sports festival right after the attack to show that we weren't weak that actually we doxed all of our students. Mm-hmm. Probably not a great idea to uh, trot them out before the League of Villains and uh, be like, hey, do you want some malleable minds ripe for the picking? <laughs> um, and it is bad. The press is against them, public... Uh, public opinion. Inch opinion. I was like, interest. That's not right. Public opinion is like we should close this fucking school down. This is no good. Yeah. Uh, it seems like the League of Villains is like doing pretty, uh, pretty, pretty good. <laughs> pretty good. Uh, a lot of damage to the uh, general conception of like a society built on heroes. At like as it's going. Yeah. Um, present Mike also, uh, presents the idea that perhaps there is a traitor among us. And like, like they do in all of these shows, instead of being like, all right, let's figure out who the traitor is. They go, we can't turn on each other now. We'll fall apart. And I'm like, mm, mm, no, you might want to no. actually like, think about this for a moment. Maybe, maybe... I'm not saying we need to do a full crucible right now, but I, I think that maybe we should just sit through this and talk about who could, you know, like, let's figure out who a traitor could be. Mm-hmm. And if they're not a traitor, are bad. 
but it does seem like somebody told them the location. Yeah, seems like that information got out somehow. Um, so, yeah, they always do these this in the show. They're like, we can't turn against each other, and they just ignore the problem for some reason. They should be addressing the problem. Um, all I'm saying. Anyway, All Might gets a call in the middle of this meeting and has to go out into the hall to meet it. He has a god-awful ringtone. Awful is... One woman's awful is another man's greatest (laughs) ringtone I've ever heard. (laughs) Okay. Okay, are you... If you are a world-famous superhero, are you going to have your own, like, (laughs) trademarked, like... Novelty. Can I be honest with you, Lexi? Can I be honest with you? Yes. If I heard, if I was a world famous superhero and I heard that ringtone, I'd be like, "That's my new ringtone forever. (laughs) I'm never changing it." (laughs) You couldn't fucking stop me from having that be my ringtone, and people would be like, "Is that your actual ringtone?" And I'd be like, "Yes, it is. Somebody made this. Isn't that the funniest thing you've ever heard?" Uh, and maybe they would think my think me full of myself, and maybe I would be a little bit. But at that point, I'm like, this is too good. I can't not utilize this. Uh, I think this is a I think this is a revealing of both you and All Might. Yeah, <laughs> All Might and I get it. Yeah. Anyway, uh, who should it be calling? But it's Detective Sukauchi. Sukauchi. He's like, ah, I've done, I've done some research. I've gathered some information. My cat partner has gone out and done a beat and figured out that there's a villain bar, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we... We're gonna raid it. Do you want to come? We're calling it, we're calling you in all night. It's a, we're gonna set up a big pro hero raid on the villain bar. Which sounds like it will be successful and a surprise, right? Mm-hmm. There's yeah. no reason the villains know about this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it, it would make no sense for this to be thwarted. Okay, so let's talk about the next, the exact next scene is them visiting. Well, I, I guess we cut to a lot of like. Yeah, we, we see a lot of being... like uh, news reports and like people looking at news articles on their phone and like. It is not looking good for UA. There is a lot of very bad press going on right now. No, quite awful. Mm-hmm. For um, them, anyway. The villains are like, hey, it worked. Hey, we did it. <laughs> we did it. <laughs> good job, us. Good job, team. Let's continue to hang out in this bar all together. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and who, let's all hang out also with Bakugo, who we have strapped to this chair. Who we have strapped to the chair. Um, and they were like, take take his take his uh, mask off. I want to hear him agree with all of my good points. Uh, not yet. First, we gotta check in with Deku at the hospital. They do take his mask off right before we switch. Mm. Um, uh, because Shigaraki's never met this boy and doesn't know anything about him. Yeah. Bakugo, uh, but yeah, <laughs> honestly, surprised Bakugo did not try to bite his fingers. Honestly, he was like, "I'm gonna." 
like he gets the mask taken off. He's like, I'm gonna blow this place. I'm gonna burn it to the fucking ground. Like the say, you can see it in his eyes. Yeah, like, I'm going to kill all of these people when I blow up the bar. All of this alcohol is explosive and will light on fire. All I need to do. He's like calculating it in his head. As much as he's rage filled and impulse based, um, he does is like very good at being like, I'm gonna burn this place to the fucking ground. Yeah, and here's how I'm gonna do it. <laughs> Um, meanwhile, Deku is recovering mm. again. Yeah. Um, he was, has been in the hospital for a few days now. Recovery Girl came to visit him multiple times. Uh, he is not looking good. I love no. how his eyes are drawn in this scene. He's got <laughs> concussion eyes. True or trauma eyes, one of them. I don't know. This is this is the look of a boy who is trying to stay awake while on painkillers. Yeah. He you gotta love Deku because he's sitting there broken, concussion, but you know, shattered limbs. Mm-hmm. Um they might not ever work correctly again. And he like is like sitting there, we get a, a nice top down shot of his bed and he goes, I hope Coda's okay. Yeah. <laughs> You are such a sweet idiot. That's very kind of you, Deku, but I think you can focus on yourself for a little bit, man. Literally only ever thinks of other people. Like And then his classmates show up and they're like, Hey, can you please take care of yourself? And he's like, No. No. I'm actually really worried about Bakugo. And then they're all like, Yeah, man. We that it's pretty awful. We all are. We all are worried about Bakugo. Um, you might not be able to use your arms. Did you know that? Mm-hmm. Deku, were you aware of that? <laughs> he goes, ah, it's fine, I'll be fine. It'll be okay. Um, uh, Kurishima is, is also like, actually, I'm so worried that I would also like to try to save Bakugo. Yeah, he's like, that's my best friend. That's my- I'll go save him with you. That's my boy. That's my man's. That's I, my boy. <laughs> I need to go get him. Um, and and he's like, you know who stuck... I learned from Momo, who's also in this hospital, that they stuck a tracker mm-hmm. to where they took Bakugo. So we could just follow him to the tracking location and rescue him. And everybody in the class, except for Todoroki, is like, this is a bad idea. We shouldn't do this. Yeah. Ida is like, what the fuck are you doing? What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> you cannot be doing this. You can't do this. Um, and, but they're like, don't worry about it. We'll get Momo on board and we'll fucking, we'll fucking rescue Bakugo. Don't even worry about it. Um, <laughs> Ido's like, you can't do this. This we, we, is so bad. We've, we've been through this before. We, we did this one already. We can't just go charging and pretending we're like pro heroes. Like, shit goes bad if we fuck shit up. Shit goes bad. Think about last time with Stain the Hero Killer. That was like a week ago. But uh, that's where the episode ends, where they're like, yeah, I know what you're saying is right, but I'm still going to do it. The whole class, imagine being broken in a bed and you're like, I bet I can pull it off, though. <laughs> I bet I could. Uh, We do end on Karishima's impassioned speech about how, like, how 
while everyone else was uh, fighting to, like, save themselves, save each other, he was stuck in a, a goddamn classroom, um, and how, like, he thinks that, like, if we had all been able to go out there, maybe things wouldn't have gone as bad, and how we, uh, like, this is what heroes do when things get tough, we, uh, we gotta keep moving. And yeah. that's that's kind of where it ends, where with like Deku is trying, like has to make the decision of whether or not to go. Yeah, and that's where the episode ends. Mm-hmm. And we're gonna go take a short break and then make the de- uh, decision on whether or not to do the next episode. It's really, it could go either way. It could go either way. It could go either way. We did decide, you know, I was kind of back and forth. Our whole other podcasting class came in and was like, this is a bad idea. But Lexi and I said, you know what? We have to do the podcast that we can do. You know, mm-hmm. we just have to do what's available to us. We have to do the commentary we can comment. And this is what we can do in this moment. Yeah, we have the time. We have the ability. We need to do it. I'm so confident that we have the ability, and some will say there's a better rewatch podcast for anime out there. And I say, yeah, maybe they're professionals, but they don't have the (laughs) same heart that we do. Will this podcast kill us? Maybe. Maybe. (laughs) Maybe. The deep. I'm willing to take that risk to give the people, our listeners, good commentary. Um. I do want to show you something from the end credits that I just caught, uh, just caught because I was paused on it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember if we've seen this before, but I just wanted to co- uh, comment on it. That's a Pez dispenser. Yes, the this is um, uh, the school nurse with a Kamui Woods Pez dispenser. Oh fuck! <laughs> I forgot about Kamui Woods. <sighs> Um, I, which I thought was just a fun little <laughs> thing. That is fun. Also, the comic, the halftone dots are pretty cool. Yeah. I like this. The end credits sequence, um, I don't care too much for the song, but I like the, like, little scene. The visuals are good. The visuals. Yeah. I also, well, I also like the do-nut, uh, stand. <laughs> what? <laughs> What'd you say to me? It's 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 a donut stand, but the but the name of the stand is do exclamation point nut. I <laughs> um, I need to see this when we get there. Um here Oh I see it. It's it is do nut. Oh my god. 
the things you can get away with when you put it in a different language, huh? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> There's no way they knew when they made that sign, right? They they couldn't have. <laughs> There's no way. Um, They're like, do? That's, that's like a, you know, <laughs> that's like a verb, right? Yeah. You're doing things. Yeah. You know, do, do not. Uh, have a donut. <laughs> we have to move on past do not. Okay. We uh, next go back episode. To episode. We gotta do season three, episode 46, From Ida to Midoriya, which is another dog shit title. Yeah. I'm sorry. Real bad. They just don't care when they name these episodes. Um, yeah. I don't think it is uh, their priority in any way. Um... No. We cut, it's the, where we left off last episode. We're in the hospital room with Deku and his whole class. And Deku, as he is wont to do, starts crying in front of everybody. Which, you know what? Go with God. Be in touch with your emotions. But he's like, if we're going to be heroes, all we can ever do is save the people that we're able to. Mm-hmm. And I think that I'm able to save... Bakugo. I wasn't able to save Bakugo earlier, and I feel like if I had just pushed myself harder, I could have done it. Which is the wrong lesson to take. Yeah, from it that is. Encounter. It is the wrong lesson to take. Ida yells at him for trying to take this lesson. He will anyway. He will anyway. Um. Yeah. He's just like that's the dumbest shit I've ever heard. Uh, the entire class is like talking about this. Um, and, like, there are different points from all around, uh, though the one who has the strongest point against, uh, is Sue, who says, listen, if we're just charging in, in there without rules or regulation or just doing whatever we want because we think it's what serves us, how are we different than villains? Which I understand as a point. Mm -hmm. The flip side of that is that heroes are the only one that can be regulated. Mm. Which I think is incorrect. I also... The class is right. They should they should not do this. Especially since they know that the pro heroes are going to find them. Mm -hmm. It's like... I feel bad that that house is on fire... So I'm going to run in and try to save the family, even though I, the fire the fire department is about to show up. Mm -hmm. Why would I not just wait for the fire department, you know? Yep. It's uh, not a great move, honestly. No. No. But... But it seems like Kirishima and Todoroki are like, this is the, the way it's going to go if you want to do this. Yeah. You've, you've broken your body. But um, you probably feel the worst. So a, a the most tired looking doctor in the world shows up. <laughs> <laughs> I hope this is the same doctor that has treated him all the other times. Um, it seems like it's a, a new doctor. Um, because he's like, hey, uh, I looked at your uh, medical files and like I, I looked at your. Uh, all the stuff you've been through, and boy, your arm is fucked. 
<laughs> He's like, you gotta stop, man. I don't know how many different ways that I can say this to you. If you keep doing this to your arm, they won't work anymore. You Stop it. You will not be able to use your arm anymore if you break it again. Do not break it. Stop breaking your arms, man. <laughs> I I shouldn't have to be telling you this. We said it last time. Don't fucking said break it the time your... before that. <laughs> Stop shattering your arm in like a hundred different places. This time, <laughs> this time, you fucked up your ligaments. Do you know how important your ligaments are? They're really fucking important. They're really important, man. They got, you gotta have those ligaments. Um, and Deku's like, all good notes, Doc, but I am gonna probably do it again. He seems upset by this. I just don't think he's going to. We will have to see. Because the doctor says, you need to focus on rehabilitation. I mean it. And he's like, I'm going to do a secret mission to go rescue a classmate from villains. Um, he, he, the doctor is then like, by the way, this note was left for you. Um, it is a note from Coda, which Deku reads on the rooftop. Um, the note is, uh, very, uh, childish in nature, uh, I believe... Hey, Aaron. Uh, she's not listening. Uh, I'm pretty sure that this is Katakana, the, like, most uh, basic script of Japanese uh, writing. Uh, wrong. It looks like it's a... Ma I see what looks like a little... One, it'd be Hiragana's the basic, and two, it also looks like there's a little bit of Katakana at the top. Hmm. But yes, there is no kanji in that sentence. Gotcha. That's interesting. That's a cool note. Yeah. So this is, like, the level of writing a child would have for uh, Japan. Um, and it is basically uh, saying, Hey, thank you for saving me. I'm sorry for kicking you and uh, for punching you in the balls. I'm going to try to uh, <laughs> I'm going to try to become a better person. Which is a nice note to get, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, there is <laughs> there is also uh we uh kind of passed over this uh earlier, but there uh in the last episode there was a note from uh that. From Deku's mom on yeah, the... Yeah, like, please, please call me when you get, when you wake up. Mm-hmm. That was left by the little bowl of fruit that she left. And Deku does call his mom. Mm-hmm. And she, weeping, begs him not to go back to school. Yeah. Uh, Deku, like, just totally says, I'm sorry. I have to keep going to school. Awful. Um, we cut to the absolutely ridiculously huge office of Endeavor. Yeah. This, this seems to me like a place a not good person would hang out. <laughs> yeah, it does seem like villain headquarters, you know what I mean? But then we get best... You know, best genist, mm -hmm. uh, like, 
also got the call to go do this raid. Mm -hmm. um, we see a couple other heroes. We got Gang, Gang Orca. Orca. Gang a good ass Orca. <laughs> um, there's another one. Who is this? Uh, Edshot. Edshot, which is a good name. All the pro heroes have good names. I I love the look of Gang Orca. Gang Orca is fucking good as hell, dude. What What if there was a whale man who looked like a, a mob boss? Is love it <laughs> incredible? Uh, Tiger um, is also being called in Kamui Woods yeah, Mount Lady, and Ma Kamui Mount Lady. Woods. Um, good team that we got here. Mm -hmm. uh, but <laughs> Todoroki and uh, uh, Kirishima show back up to the hospital as Deku's getting out and he's like, well, it's now or never, man. Yep. Now it's time. We have a, a short flashback of Momo, uh, of them talking to Momo and asking for a receiver for the, uh, locator she made. Um, and she comes out with Deku, uh, a very, like, this is, like, a concerned look in her eye, I would say. Um, yeah, she is the most skeptical of this project besides Ida. Mm-hmm. And Ida is so mad. Mm-hmm. That he's like, this, we just did this. We just, we just did we this. We just did this. And Deku's like, hey, man, I know you don't like breaking the rules. And then, De and then Ida just punches him. Just decks him. <laughs> Uh, yeah. And he's like, this isn't about rules. I'm worried about you. <laughs> Do you? <laughs> You're gonna die, man. Do you remember what happened to me when I went off on my own to fight a villain? Do you remember? <laughs> you were there. You saved me from it. That happened. Uh, but they ultimately decide to do it anyway the, I guess. the the like big point that ida uh makes i want to say is uh when i saw you on the hospital bed i saw my brother uh, my brother on the hospital bed you cannot make me do this again i do not want to lose another person like i uh lost my brother i do not want another person to be ruined by injuries like my brother has been but they're going to do it anyway. And he's like, we'll never agree. I have to come with you to make sure that you're okay. Mm -hmm. Which is probably the only way you get Ida on board for this. Yeah, they, they say that they are going to do some uh, stealth covert action to rescue Bakugo instead of doing a, a full-on fight. Which is so silly because then we cut to the hero team that they have assembled to go take down this villain lair. Mm-hmm. And they look all pretty strong. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if they need uh, uh, Deku on this one. Yep. Seems uh, rather unnecessary. We do see um, just a little bit more of Bakugo in the hands of Shigaraki. <laughs> they, 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 they're like... Well, we, I need to hear him speak. Surely he he won't... Uh, what do you have to say, Bakugo? Surely you've seen us in action now. You can't say that this isn't an appealing option. And Bakugo says, throw yourself into traffic. 
and they, they're all like, "What? Huh?" Uh, we'll we'll get to that full scene uh, closer to the end of the episode. First, no, that's what that that was the next one after the after they decide. Uh, no, we, the the thing that happens after they decide, we get a, a little break, and then they like go. Uh, go off. Ida apologizes for punching a, a Deku. Uh, no, no, no. This happens right before oh. we cut to break. We cut back to, and they're like, speak, Bakugo. <laughs> and he's like, shut the fuck up. Go throw yourself into traffic. And then we cut back. Oh, does the... it, does he, does he say, go throw yourself into traffic in the dub? Yes, he does. <laughs> That's very funny. <laughs> uh, it's actually a, a little bit better than what he says in the sub. Uh, <laughs> He says, if you're going to talk in your sleep, you should just go to sleep and die. Oh, no, that that's less less good. Less compelling. Less compelling. Less good. Whoever's doing the translation for Bakugo is really killing Oh, him. yeah. He's got burns. He does. Icy Hot, good fucking name. Um, the class, uh, the uh, covert action crew is uh, going to uh, go out. Ida apologizes for uh, hitting Deku. Uh, Momo has the uh, receiver. Now they just need to get on the train and, like, get to where they're going. Um, but first, don't they need to get disguises? Okay. So that... Uh, so, when we get to the area that they're going to do their covert action after their short train ride, they stop in Camino Ward. Again, he absolutely loves to name places after fucking Star Wars places. I don't understand why he keeps <laughs> doing this. <laughs> it didn't even occur to me, but I guess it is. Um, and... That's silly. That's fucking silly. They're like... We need to, uh, we need to blend in, so we need to get some disguises. Why don't we all go into, uh, the donkey? Holden, do you know what this is? Dirt cheap donkey, ooh, fidget fidget is what the translation says, so I have no idea what this is. So, there is a line of very cheap uh stores in japan called don quixote uh don quixote (laughs) (laughs) yes i would have never put that together from don quixote okay yeah they are the they are colloquially called donkey um the main thing is that these are these stores have a lot of real cheap stuff. Um, they're bright. Blushing, so they are very loud uh, because they have music blasting all the time. It's like, what if a Dollar General had the vibes of a like casino and uh, had the Menard song playing all the time? kind of fun that's a that's a i would go insane <laughs> but i i think maybe that's the trade-off you make for dirt cheap prices mm-hmm. well i everyone seems very blushy about it i thought it was maybe like a like a adult shop that also no the the uh, main thing is 
uh, is that uh, Momo wanted to go in because she's a rich girl, so she has never had to go into a poor person's store. Okay, that makes sense. Anyway, Um, they do go in and they get their costumes, and these are incredible. Yeah, they they get some very, (laughs) uh, very fun, uh, like... This is uh, uh this is us disguising ourselves as adults costumes. It's fucking so good. This is a great look for Deku actually. Yeah. I think he should just do this when he grows up. Uh they all they all look like some uh some pretty disreputable uh people you might see on the streets of Japan. The only one selling it is is Deku. Yeah, <laughs> Deku is. Everyone else is just walking around, and Deku's like got the the hands in pocket slouch. <laughs> He's trying to like get into character. Fucking good! It's good. Uh, um, Kirishima actually like gives him notes on how to be rude, <laughs> which I think is very funny. That is very good. Todoroki, I'm not in love with it. Momo. She's fine. Um, Ida looks good with the little mustache. I'll say it. Yeah. Um, I think it, I think his little uh, bow tie and suspenders thing is pretty funny. It is pretty funny. And then uh, Kirishima's like, I don't know. I think we should wear this all the time. And he's <laughs> correct. <laughs> yeah. Kirishima just looks good. He just looks good. He just actually just was like, I think I'll just wear this, actually. Yeah, the, these clothes are just going into Kirishima's closet. Let's be real. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, they they all try to get in character, and they're they're doing a bad job, except for Deku. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's a funny, it's a fun bit in this episode. Mm-hmm. And they're like, and Todoroki's like, "Why did we buy all this stuff? Couldn't you just make money?" And Momo goes, "That's again, you can't just do that." It's, it's our civic duty to pay for things. Um, and everyone's, like, spoken like a true rich girl. Yeah. We have to support the economy, she says. Everyone's like, okay. It is it is absolutely telling of her status as a rich girl that uh, she thinks this is a, a compelling excuse. And also, it is uh, plainly obvious to Kir- uh, Kirishima that uh, she just wanted to go inside the donkey. Yeah, she just wanted to go inside and shop. Um, um, while they're sort of walking around getting ready for this, we they kind of walk in front of like a big screen on the side of a building that a bunch of people are watching, and it is UA staff and faculty formally apologizing for the attack on the camp. Eraserhead's on TV, he's got his hair slicked back, he looks terrible. He looks so bad he looks so tired it is uh the principal uh i remembered his name it's nezu uh nezu eraserhead and vlad uh yeah eraserhead looks so bad he looks they like cleaned him up for this press conference and it's just like he looks put together and you're like that's not what he should look like he should look sleepy and (laughs) and uh not so repentant. Mm-hmm. But he does. He really does. Uh, they bow in apology. Mm-hmm. Uh, Deku is upset that everyone is treating them like they're the bad guys here. Um, 
and like it finally hits the the kids just how much uh, the opinion of ua has turned against it uh against it yeah they're standing in the crowd and people are like god <laughs> those guys are monsters like they're gonna get those kids killed yeah um we cut to uh uh, Shigaraki, who is uh, watching, uh, watching this, and uh, uh, he's like, well, see, listen, don't you understand? These people all will turn against uh, UA at the drop of a hat. Uh, they're, they're primed and ready to do it. We just had to give a, a, a little push. They don't actually like you. They, don't, uh, they only rely on you as like a service. You're, uh, they hate you. If uh, they could, they would hate you if they could. Like, he's yeah, trying. it's like, <laughs> he, he's like, wouldn't, must be so difficult having to maintain a perfect image. Mm -hmm. Uh, couldn't be me. I, we don't have to deal with that. It seems like anything that shatters the perfect facade of being a, uh, a perfect hero, uh, really just crumbles the whole foundation wouldn't you say bakugo mm -hmm. uh and uh, uh thinking he has made a very compelling uh, uh speech he's uh, uh he's like all right dobby i've made my point you can uh, let him out of his uh, restraints he'll be with us now <laughs> and he is not he is uh decidedly not he blows shigaraki's hand clean off of his face i i love the fact that uh that dobby knows how the the way this is going to go and is like twice you do it <laughs> <laughs> everyone thinks this is a mistake by the way mm -hmm. it's fucked up he's gonna he's gonna kill them all <laughs> yeah it's it's so funny <laughs> he's he's got that uh and this is why he kind of cuts back. He's like, you like being a winner, don't you? And then Bakugo has a flashback to him seeing All Might win. And he's like, that's why I love All Might. He always wins. He never loses. Mm -hmm. And Shigaraki's uh, uh, like, you like winning. We're obviously the ones who are going to win. Like, society is turning against you. Uh, we are going to be the ones that topple society and we're going to stand on top. <laughs> you should join us. We're going to be the winners. Um, Bakugo uh, flips out and he's like, what the fuck are you talking about? This is dumb as fuck. You thought I was going to join you? You kidnapped me and, like, we've been here for like an hour, man. I, no way. Uh, and then he's going to blow them all up. They'll probably recapture him because there's like ten of them in there, but. Like, here's the, here's the thing they really do not understand. His... His, like, whole thing about win winning works because he loves to see an under... Uh, he sees himself as, like, being a person who can stand up to, like, unreasonable force. So, being cornered only makes him want to be, like, All Might more. <laughs> Even more. You give him insurmountable odds and he's like, perfect. I can't wait to beat the insurmountable odds. Mm-hmm. Which is not what villains do. I, I would say that as as much as you think Bakugo has villain tendencies, I think this is his character trait that will mean he never converts to being a villain, is that you can't beat the odds 
I mean, you can beat the odds as a villain, but it's more of like villains are the ones that come up with schemes, mm-hmm. right? They are the ones who summon an army or like come up with like super powered Nomu soldiers that you then have to figure out how to beat. Um, if you was a villain, you don't have that from heroes, right? You're not beating the you're not beating a plan or beating the odds that a villain has set up for you as it as uh, or a hero has set up for you as a villain. It's only the other way around. Yeah, you only get challenged as a hero, <sighs> and that's how you know. Also, can we talk about how desperate Deku is to save Bakugo? Yeah, it's um. Listen, it Deku and uh, uh, also Kirishima. I gotta say, Kirishima really pulling for the Bakugo rescue. That one, that one to me feels less gay because he's like, that's my boy. He's my only, you know, he's like, Bakugo doesn't think I'm his friend, but we're best friends. Uh, there uh, is a moment in the coming episodes where I, I'm, that makes me raise my eyebrow to, to this a little bit. Um, but yeah. Deku really, really seems like he wants to save Bakugo. And, like, why, you know? Why? <laughs> why? This dude hates you so much. He hates you so much. And I get that you're like, do I believe that Deku would do this if it was a different classmate of his? Yes. yes. I do. But would he be so upset about it? Probably not. Mm-hmm. In the context of the show, is it because they've known each other since childhood? Maybe. Maybe. But also, I do want to point out uh, against Deku, this is still your childhood bully. (laughs) This is... He's still your current bully. This is still the uh, guy who was introduced in season one as saying, hey, you should go kill yourself. (laughs) Yeah, that was how he did get... (sighs) And sure, you've even the playing field quite a bit, and that Bakugo, I think, respects you more. I think I think that's true of Bakugo. I think he definitely respects Deku. He just hates that he has to. Yeah. It, yeah, I, it's just stop trying for this guy. Stop trying so yeah. hard for this you, guy. He you're sucks. You're never gonna be friends with Bakugo, you know. Ah. Uh. As much as you would like to be, you have friends with that. You're going to be friends with everybody else. You you got one guy who doesn't like you, and that's I'm sorry. You can't win them all, Deku. Yeah. Also, maybe don't maybe you don't try to be friends with. Uh, <laughs> oh. With who? Oh, I'm I'm forgetting his fucking name. Is there is he in the class? Yes. Describe him to me. Baby man. Oh, uh, uh, Mineta. Mineta. Yeah, you don't have to be friends yeah, with Mineta. Be, you don't have to be friends with Mineta. You don't have to be friends with Mineta. And also, he's not. Let's be clear. Yeah. Uh, Havanari is friends with Mineta, and even at that, when he was like, I don't know if I feel good about this. And he shouldn't have, but... Uh, but that is all for these episodes. Holden... Where can people find you on the internet? God, I don't even know. <laughs> I, how many times can we do this conversation where I'm like, well, I'm still at Twitter. 
But it's not even Twitter now, is it? <laughs> it isn't. I don't know. I've got to figure out where I'm going to be on socials. For the moment, I'm still on Twitter slash... I'm not going to call it X. No, fuck, fuck that. Fuck it. I'm still on Twitter. Um, I have not been updating the Twitter study and Sakuga page because, as I said in the beginning, I feel the Titanic that I have been rearranging deck chairs on is uh, has taken on perhaps a bit too much water for that to be worth it. Mm. Um, we'll see. Maybe I will come back and it will stabilize, but I don't believe that. So, um, yeah, we'll say Twitter, I guess. What is your handle on this website? <laughs> oh, yeah, that'll be important until Elon's like, everybody, it's, it's, <laughs> everybody has to have uh, an Xbox username from 2009. Um, um <laughs> so I, I'm at, at not underscore daredevil. Um, you can find me not on Twitter, but on Tumblr and co-host at Hex of Lexi. You can also find the uh, podcast at Sakugapod on both of those websites. Um, and on Twitter, I guess. And on Twitter, I suppose. Yeah. Um, also, if you'd like to email the podcast, you can do so at sakugapod at gmail.com. Um... If you are so inclined, you're in your podcatcher of choice, you go and leave us a five-star review, maybe a comment. We'd really appreciate that. That does wonders for our algorithm. Uh Um, And and if you are in the mood to talk about Barbie with somebody that you know, you're like, I actually had a really insightful take in a podcast episode on Barbie. I know you like anime. You like Barbie. Maybe you should check this one out. That's a great place to hop on. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, also, we would like to thank Rainbow Lithium for doing the portraiture of ourselves for our podcast art. And we'd like to thank Holden for doing the graphic design all around. It. Thank you. I've got more of a mustache now. So, yeah, my I don't think I don't think the portrait needs to be updated. But if we're ever to go out in public as the hosts of this show. I think I would be even more Watson-esque, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I I have had, like, two distinct, uh, like, changes in hair. Like, my hair has gone back to that length, but I had bangs in between then, so now I have, like, curly yeah, bangs now. But... Anyway, this is just gonna be it until... Yeah. <laughs> until, like, something major changes. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. Um... But I think with all of that said, we can uh, consider the fact that we have studied the Sakuga, we have uh, plotted a course towards a strategic strike against villains, and we can say this case is closed. Do you think Healing Girl has a bunch of different Pez dispensers? You think she's got, like, a collection? Or just Kamui Woods is her favorite? (laughs) I think she probably has a whole bunch, um, like, in her desk. It's not, like, a a dependent on... Not, like, a room in her house, right? She's just, like... Yeah. They're not, like, for her. They aren't for her um, amusement. They're for... She's a school nurse, you know? Yeah. Do you think she buys them to embarrass the pro heroes that she had to look after before. Oh, absolutely. Almost certainly, right? 
yeah, like it, she she's posting on their Instagram uh, <laughs> version and and like tagging the hero in a in each one that she buys, like saying picking up a new Pez dispenser for my stu uh, for <laughs> my patients at the school today. Remember, this was I remember you back before you got your wooden mask, Kamui Woods. <laughs> Kamui's just like fuck. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, that's not even officially licensed merch, healing girl.